Okay, welcome back in. Alright, this is uh, episode 5, technically, even though only 2 were published. 3, 2, 2 or 3 were published. Well, yeah, technically 3, because we had the revise of episode 1. Yeah. But yeah, two, t- 2 episodes, 3 recordings. Yeah, I'm sorry about that, everyone. Um, we are going to get it fixed. I'm going to get this one out. I have tomorrow off, so it is going to be out by Monday at the latest. You have, you have two weeks. Month. You have two weeks before the next race. No, it'll, it'll be out way, way before that. <laughs> I promise. We are, we're back. We're going to talk some crazy finishes with Michael Massey there while he's there. No other way. No other way. How else are you going to do it? And then uh, You only need one racing lap. So yeah, Inside Track, Episode 5, Skylar Carter, here we go. Uh, yeah, Anarchy in Australia, so we'll, let's just jump into the race uh, from, from, from before. So as like a quick overview, um, so Max just survives the kitchen sink being thrown at him. Um, Checo has a, has a really good recovery drive from last to fifth. Lewis doesn't put a foot wrong, pretty flawless drive. Uh, Aston Martin pace was just gone this weekend. Yeah, I don't really have many like thoughts the track on that. Was suiting that car very well at all, from what I can tell, at least. Yeah, I, I don't have like strong feelings about why that is. Um, Ferrari in shambles. We have Alpine, the French folly. Uh, Alfa Romeo, right place, right time. Alfa Tauri, Yuki, finally in the points. We're going to talk of Nick DeVries if this is the car or if, or if he is the problem. Uh, we'll talk to Williams Blunder, Oscar, and McLaren. We'll get to we'll get to eat our words there, words that you have not heard. Um, You'll get to hear about their points in Australia. We have a Haas Nico sighting, and then we will preview Baku. I want to start because in the episode that no one knows exists, I said that seven teams were going to find finish in the points, and yeah, seven teams finish in the one. points. There was only twelve cars that finished. That wasn't my 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 guess at all. <laughs> uh, I said one of the Ferraris was going to die, and I think we all need to admit at turn one we assumed when we saw Gravel that that was Carlos. Because I was like, oh no, the Carlos gravel trap strikes again. But in fact, it was it was Charles. So turn one, bye-bye. There's there's one down. And then, obviously, Leclerc finishes all the points. We'll get more in the, on that. But yeah, I feel on top of the world. I was like, seven teams. It happened. I It, it wasn't looking that way. It, I think it was going to be eight if, he if they wouldn't have penalized him. Yeah, and I was yeah. going to be like, dang it. How was I wrong in the right and like in the wrong direction? <laughs> how was it more than seven? Uh, but lucky for me, and I'm quite unlucky for Carlos, it did not go that way. That's a brutal penalty, too. Yeah. Five seconds at the end of the race when you're finishing under a safety car, like, it literally put him in last. Yeah. Like, you can't make that gap up, so I and I'm, bad for him. And we'll talk about it more. I don't really know what else he could have done there, but we'll we'll get to it. We'll, we'll start at the top like we always do, which, as it always has been so far this year and likely will be, Red Bull. Yeah, Max gets a really bad start off the line, and I don't think that Max has cared too much about his off the line pace because, like, he knows that the race pace is in the car. He doesn't need to get in trouble turn one. Uh, it's not like the twenty one season with him and Lewis like dive bombing each other into turn one. Whoever comes out of that has a, has a good position. Um, he's well aware that it doesn't matter. Uh, so I didn't get, I didn't take that too seriously. And of course he like, he did the job. He got ahead of the people and he's cruising through the race. And then we get late safety, bring everybody back together. We get a late red flag. We have one more restart. Uh, and when he needed to come out the blocks, well, he did. Um, I don't know. I didn't think that Max didn't have like a 
spectacular race per se, but he didn't really need to. He just needed to defend in a couple key moments and, and he got off the line well when he had to. Um, yeah, he didn't, he didn't put a foot wrong at all yeah. throughout the race, which is the big thing. Like, he has matured as much as everyone wants to talk about how he's an immature driver or he's aggressive or anything. Like, he knew he didn't have to fight Lewis that hard, so he let Lewis take the position, and he knew that his race pace was going to come back at him. So I think he's playing it smart, which I'd love to see, to be honest with you. I, this is my pick for overtake of the, of the weekend. His overtake on Lewis down that straight was so disrespectful. That that's why that gets the, that's why that gets the pick for me because he goes down the outside on a straight and is like comfortable by the time he gets to the breaking zone and he was a good like six tenths back before he got DRS like that was so mean and like you just you just watch the gap just disappear it was like oh yeah he might get him into the breaking zone and you're halfway through the straight and he's he's on the outside line just like and then back ahead on the inside gets the turn it was. The gap between those that car and everybody else on the field was so present, in that, like in that overtake, that I was like, okay, yeah, that's that's my pick. What would you, what would you feel about uh, Checo? I mean, I, he did everything that he could have done. Like honestly, I don't think he. I think he could have finished higher, but for what we know of Checo, I think he had a very good race. Like I don't think he is of Max's talent. I think we've already made that more than official. So, knowing that he's not of Max's talent, knowing that he kind of falls back a little bit sometimes, I think he did pretty well to keep his car clean, for one. Somehow, somehow. Being in the middle of the pack where everything was happening, and two, to make up all the places and have some good overtakes. So, good race for Checo, good recovery. Not going to bag on him for coming from last to fifth by any means, so... Yeah, one of the one of the better uh, like overtake drivers in, in our sport for sure. Uh, feels like when he's when he's on his day, he just he just passes everybody when he when he gets chances. Like he just doesn't sit for too long. He just dives at the right moment. It was it was good. It wasn't spectacular. It's exactly like what you would expect uh, the top car to do from the back, and like Checo is the benchmark for that uh, of like doing what you expect from the car. So. Yeah, I don't know. I, it wasn't. It, it didn't blow my mind. It's I P five was the bare minimum for me. Yeah, no, I agree with that one. Um, not able to get past the Mercedes or the Aston, or well, one of the Mercedes blew up, which we'll get to. But I he should have been able to pass everyone outside of maybe those top four teams yeah. where he started easily. So P five is not bad. It works. I guess. Yeah, it, yeah, it, it was like, yeah, okay, P five. That sounds about right. Yep. Um, the uh, the real interesting thing for me is like Lewis had a really good race. Did everything that you would expect him to do. He drove well. The pace was there. Like the the tire degradation was there. It didn't ever at any point feel like he was out of control or that he had like mentally left the race. But like. It, the gap between those two cars is so clear that, like, even when Lewis is on a game, it's not close. Like, Max is cruising eight seconds up and not pushing with, like, no need. So he's hanging out, and Lewis is giving it everything, and it just it didn't it didn't make much of a difference. Yeah, no, I mean, Lewis said it. They're crazy down the straights. Like DRS for the Red Bull is absolutely insane. So it's great to see. 
for the Red Bull to be able to do that. I hope other teams like catch on to it and can figure it out because I really, I think DRS is like, it's an evil, but it's the evil we all know. So I want them to improve upon DRS because I do think it really helps overtaking and helps the race quite a bit. So. Yeah, I, I would describe it as a necessary evil. Yeah, like it's, that that car behind needs needs some extra boost here to like make some more excitement happen. So like, I think it's a good implementation to the sport. But like, yeah, when when the fastest car goes ahead and has the thing figured out better than everybody else. So if you by chance happen to be ahead of them, it's it's not gonna last. Uh, not especially not on like these longer straights when like they really get to stretch their legs. Like if a Red Bull falls behind in Baku, like how many cars could they be overtaking on that, on that like main straight? Cause it's so long. Uh, like it's, te- it's technically not because there's some winds, but like it's, it's flat out turns. Like you're not going off the gas. So like when they're given the opportunity to stretch the legs down that, down that split, like there's zero chance anyone's coming close to what they're putting in this qualifying time. This was my guess. Like it, if it's not a Red Bull one, two, something, something went wrong. We'll get it. We'll get it on that. Um, Talking to Lewis, George was in the lead of this race, hanging out, having a great time. Gets gets a great start. Max is in third. He's got Lewis to buffer. He's got to be feeling good. Uh, goes ahead. There's a virtual safety, I think it was. Yeah. Goes ahead and boxes. Gets gets the gets the tire change and then red flag. And that it was that was like oh okay well that's the end of his race, which was only what was to come. It, it turned out. Yeah yeah. 100%. Um, Power unit failure, um, full on flames. Well, I mean, Red Bull built a rocket ship, so Mercedes tried to copy it. I don't yeah. know. <laughs> yeah, you yeah you turned the engine up a little high, and uh, this is this is how that goes. So I hey, feel bad for him though, because he really didn't put a foot wrong and was great in qualifying. He did everything correctly, and then unlucky Mercedes with the all call. Of a sudden doesn't have reliability, which is not common for Mercedes yeah. at all. Just really unlucky on the timing for the for the pit, and then that sealed like the fate was kind of sealed that he wasn't winning the race but like that was that's obviously a fatal blow to with a with a power failure i don't know it it sucks like that's that's my short feeling on george's like it's uh it's kind of emblematic of his whole career is like you have these flashes of brilliance where you're like oh man this george russell guy he's genuine and then like something outside of his control doesn't go his way and it's like yeah unlucky you know. Yeah, he's that driver that has like all the raw talent in the world, but then there's always that one thing that just seems to happen. Like even the Williams that he's wrecking with Valtteri, which was kind of his fault at that time, yeah. but it's just it's horrible to see. I it, feel so bad for the guy. It's a little uh, Fernando Alonso esque in in a sense where it's like here's a guy who clearly is capable of winning a lot, but like just can't get the other things right other than himself seemingly. Um Aston Martin, we have been singing the praises for weeks uh and they just, they just did they do they go were they there <laughs> like wait, did they go to the race i mean fernando finished on the podium yeah again in p3 can this guy get off the bottom step of the podium that's that's the real question here with this was the chance you have you have checo starting in last this was your moment yeah yeah i mean he also got out qualified by the mercedes like where was Aston today? I yeah. have no clue. I, it really wasn't today, but yeah. Know. Well, his his uh his best shot, I guess, would be Monaco, right? Like that's if he can qualify ahead in second, like that's his only chance. 
Yeah, unless Red Bull somehow has a double DNF. Yeah. Like, other than that, I don't see it happening. We'll see what these upgrades are that everyone's bringing. Baku should be interesting. I'm excited. Yeah, we got we got an alleged five teams bringing upgrades, so we'll, we'll dive in on some of our thoughts on those teams and their upgrades and what our expectations look like for that. Hey, you know, Lance? Lance was there. Hey, Lance did and has honestly done very well for missing all the preseason testing. Like, yeah. He's not performing horribly by any means. So I was wrong. I kind of overly criticized Lance to begin this whole podcast thing, but I did say he was kind of average. And yeah. he's done above average, so... It's the second best car, and that weekend it was the third best car, and he finished in sixth place. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. yeah. It's exactly, like, he is, I think, I think we've kind of hit, like, hit him on the head. I think average just sounds bad. Yeah. Like, he just gets exactly what the car does, and he d- produces that. And 100%. He's, and he's I mean, not going to... And he's not, and that's what you want your second driver to be is to be supportive and also to just get precisely what the car is capable of. Um, if when your second driver tries to overdrive the car, that's when you get the like team fight destructions. That's when you have uh, Mercedes like double DNF in Germany. That's when you have Red Bull double DNF in uh, Baku in 2018. I think it was. Um, this is just how it goes. Sound here. Oh my god, that is so much better. What I wrote verbatim, Lance was Lance. That's what I wrote. <laughs> which is fair. I yeah. Mean, that is who he is. Which, I mean, it, it sounds bad to say, but it's really not an insult. Saying that you're average among the 20 best drivers in, in the world, that's the, yeah. I think he's proven that he's more than just a pay driver. He's just also not like a top tier talent, which is, I think, what we were expecting. Yeah, it's like a. If I use both of these <laughs> there you go. Surely, work? surely one of them's got to be good. Uh, I think it's one of those like he's elevated past the point of like, hey, so maybe he paid to get in the sport, but he's proven that he belongs here on his own merit. But like, he wouldn't have started probably it at this point without that. Is kind of how I feel about him. We got a. This feels like an age-old tradition now. Is just doing the how? How did Ferrari make a mistake? <laughs> I really wasn't expecting Leclerc to be the one in the gravel to start this yeah. race, like at all. To be yeah. honest with you, it's it's a meme that like Carlos always is just like magnetic to the gravel traps. But like, so turn one, you're like, I can't believe he did it again. Uh, and then you're like, oh, 16. Oh, that's not him. Oh, well, that super sucks. Uh, and then you have the poster that the little kid's holding. That's like Charles. I, I I'm traveled like 3,000 miles to to watch you bin it in turn one. (laughs) That sucks. Uh, You know, poor Charles, by the way, with everybody like pulling up at his door and him having to be like, y'all are weirdos. Please stop showing up to my house. It seems obvious. I shouldn't have to say that, but please (laughs) stop. not at all. Please stop doing that. Enjoyed that. Yeah, he's he's. Yeah, I I said on the last one, put him on suicide watch, dude. At this point, this guy's going through it, man. I feel so bad for him because he like got his dream drive with Ferrari, and then it just has not worked out. Like, I mean, he had a little bit of a title fight at the start of last year, but then it just went nowhere. In twenty, was it nineteen? Twenty twenty? Twenty nineteen? 
their car was was illegally fast. Yeah, yeah. Um, so like he got he got some good stuff out of that, and like got to hang out with Seb and have a good time. So like there are moments where like his career in Ferrari wasn't a total wash and a waste of time, but this year is a waste of time. They were the fourth fastest car, and they might be the yeah. fourth fast or like I mean I don't think they're the fourth fastest car out of this group. But I also think they're the most unreliable of the top four. They are. I think it's both. I think that they are the worst of the top. I think they're going to finish four this year. Yeah, like and, I genuinely do. And even I, I think if you in a world in a vacuum where no cars in the top four DNF'd, I think they'd still be four. I think Charles could really fight with Lewis and Fernando better than Signs can. In my personal, like definitely better. He would, he'll risk it more than Signs will. So, but yeah, it's so hard to tell then because we don't ever get to see it because something always goes wrong. Yeah, I think they asked him like what his uh, what his goals and what what his what he's focusing on right now, and he just said just finishing a race. And <laughs> that's, that's so sad, <laughs> but so genuine and raw that like, dude, I just I would love to just like make it to the end. That would be good for me. Can I not spend? three entire days leading up to a race to not finish the yeah, actual race to watch my teammate while i'm sitting in the garage just like contemplating every single time too like I, it's just bad um carlos up until you know the end i thought did had a, a pretty good drive um he was hanging out doing doing his job look where i think carlos is sitting in fourth so and we get to the the final like true restart and he spins Fernando. I think he ran out of space uh, go leading into that turn to get to the line that he would have liked to have been at to avoid that situation. I, I feel like Pierre's lockup leads to all of this. And I don't know how much I feel like Carlos did anything wrong. I feel like his option was let the car on my left crash into me. Or take a bad line and then be forced to try to avoid the next thing. It's it, it was a real like rock in a hard place scenario, and I don't know. I felt like five seconds feels real drastic for him. Like I don't I don't know what do you want him to do in that situation. I don't know what else. I've watched it and I'm like, he can't go inside because then he just crashes Gasly. Yeah, uh, I I was watching it and like whenever it came through that they were saying five seconds, I was like, but they're finishing under, like in a normal race circumstance. And sure. It makes sense. Fine. Cause he probably drops to like eighth. But when you're finishing behind a safety car and you're sending him out of the points to last on the field, it, it doesn't seem fair to me. I get that that's technically the rule and the penalty was accessed correctly, but was it really fair? No. I don't think he should get a penalty. I think that the rule should be applied the same way that it is applied at the start of a race, which is like, hey, it's always going to be kind of hairy at the start and some like some touching is going to happen. And so like unless it's like up like aggressively avoidable, then like you kind of let it slide. That's normally how like the race start works. And this is a race restart. That to me feels like that's how that should go again. Yeah, like almost like it's a lap one incident. Yeah, that's that's what it seems like to me. It's just jumbled up. Somebody like he got caught and he's sandwiched and he has to make a decision. Um, leading into a turn, like oh hey, I suddenly need to adjust my line to avoid this wreck, and it's just going to lead me into the next wreck. Like that's obviously if we're on lap fifty two and this is normal racing, he probably isn't fighting anybody. 
And if he is, it's the car behind him or the car ahead. He doesn't have to deal with with the other eleven cars, you know, within within a few meters of him. Like, I don't know. It didn't it didn't feel totally fair to me. I mean, I get that that's the way that it worked out, and it is what it is. But yeah, it's fourth to twelfth with the context. And again, I think ultimately, like it's Pierre's fault that. If he doesn't lock up, we don't get what we get. And I, I don't even know that like the lockup is entirely on him. Like I don't know. If you want to argue like he should have warmed the tires better leading into the restart, then fine. Um, I don't even know if we should have been under a safety car like a restart. Like I get that there was some. Lewis said that there was the debris, but Magnuson's car was like a safety car. I feel like could have bunched the pack, and it should have been able to where they like, should have been rolling able to start this out and rolling start it. I struggle with the finish. I do like that they tried a two-lap little shootout to end the race, but then we run into this problem. So I guess, I mean, you can't always have everything you want in a race, sadly, as much as we all want that. Dude, it was like 2.30 in the morning. I'm at the shop. We're having drinks. We're like the like red flag gets pulled and i'm like losing my mind i'm pacing i'm like oh man here we go this is about to be mm, this is what you dream of this is this feels like this feels like silverstone last year this is like just a couple laps flat out everyone's risking everything here we go like everything matters max doesn't get to do what he's been doing which is hang out on the start he's going to be forced to actually like have some pressure for once because he can't rely on race pace. He has to rely on like flat-out pace, one lap to another. And this is how we're going to close things out. This is going to be le- – and it's over. Okay. All right. We got through four turns. <laughs> and then that was it. Uh, and then we get another red flag. And I'm like, it is three in the morning. I want to go to bed. <laughs> yeah. I tried to stay up and watch it. I called you. I fell asleep before I, the race started. I called you. We were, we were going to hang out. I was, I was asleep. I'm sorry. I, know. I was dead. I literally was like laying there on the couch and I was like, I got this. I'm going to take a little nap. I'm going to wake up and watch the race. I did not wake up. Nah, I mean, let me tell you. He said, I, he said, I woke up at, at, at noon the yeah, next day. I, I, woke I woke up, up at 12 PM. At my <laughs> normal wake up time, sadly. Yeah, that's, uh, I don't know. I, I feel really bad for Carlos, but I, I don't know how much it's his fault and how much you need to put it on Alpine. Um, but since it did happen to Alpine, another thing that we talked about, we talked about, Hey, you know what? At the, at the race in Saudi, we watched the Alpines fight and they didn't kill each other. Good job. And then Sky was like, yeah, but how long, how long is it going to be until they do fight? And it turns out this week is the answer, which again, like it, it wasn't entirely like they were scrapping and somebody said, I, it's a, uh, it's one of those, like, so he, Pierre locks up. And he has to try and like regain some regain some footing here. So he's trying to get back on track in one piece and make sure he has traction. And by the time he's back on and trying to reset his car, he's closing the door on his teammate who's halfway up his car. You got to look in the mirror there. I think like it is Pierre's fault, but yes, which but also sucks because he was in P five and he was having a phenomenal drive. There was a little bit there. He was like keeping pace with mm-hmm. Lewis and Fernando. And I was like, oh, are we going to have a little Alpine scrap up there with these guys? Obviously, that did not happen, but for we, a while there. We got a like, scrap. The Alpines were, they were pacey this yeah, week. Yeah, we got, we got a scrap. It's just <laughs> not, not who I thought it was going to be with. Um, I also. We got scraps of Alpine. I feel like the team should communicate a little bit better with Ocon. Like, I know you don't want to be in his ear while everything's going on, but like, 
hey, Gasly just went off the track. He's trying to get back on. Like, something to where you don't have teammates colliding into each other. Yeah, I... Pierre probably needs to just give that position in that situation. I, I know that there's nothing in your instinct in that moment that's going to give, but like you have to be aware of when you've lost a, a, a position. And like again, he had such a good race. He has proven like from the start, like yeah, this car has race pace and it is genuine. And he's dr- and he's like in control of what's happening. He is like moving this car and putting it where he wants to. He's doing really good stuff. And then it's just it 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 felt like the same. It felt like the restart that Pierre caused is the same thing that happened with Albon, where it's like, look at him go, P six, having a great time, and then just bends it. And then Pierre's like P five. Here we go on the restart. I wonder if he can hold, if he can maintain. What if he gets ahead of somebody, and then he just he loses it, uh, and just makes a mistake that caused all the destruction uh i wonder i wonder how much money was in damages caused in that race dude it's got to be a lot like it has to be a lot of money two cars like i mean they both like Ocon's car hit the barrier hard but like so mix uh wreck in monaco last year was a 1.2 million dollar fix so was it like eight cars don't finish it's it's got to be at least five, right? I mean, we're talking. It's got to be at least five. A and motor for the Mercedes; those are a mil a piece. So there's one sitting right there. All the damage on both of the Alpines. That's got to be three. A good three. three. So that's four. Really, uh, Albon's wreck wasn't like horrible. Probably some suspension. Yeah, definitely. Unless he damaged a gearbox, and then we're talking. I wouldn't be shocked if if he replaces Gearbox this week. Yeah, uh, and then Sergeant DeVries, that was that wasn't a major clash, and they I think both of them stayed out of the barrier. They just ended up in gravel, didn't they? Yeah, it's got to be five million, right? Oh, easily. Five or Le- six. Like less than ten, but more than yeah, five. Yeah, somewhere in that range. What <laughs> what an expensive race. Um, this, this, that's why the tickets are so much, guys. It's because there's so much money in these wrecks. Yeah, I feel for Esteban because, like, I'm not a hu- I'm not a big Ocon fan. I don't I don't dislike him, but like, I'm not a huge fan. But I feel like he really just got put in a sucky position where, like, he did nothing wrong and he was just a spectator for destruction that he happened to be involved in, just like the the poor victim of this of this situation. Because uh, he got off the line well, and he was moving. Like it's not like he was he was that like painfully far behind before before everything went down. Uh, and he's got to be thinking like, yeah, man, great re and then just just <sighs> it wasn't intentional hard racing, but it's a mistake. Um, and I think the the question that now exists is like, okay, so when they go wheel to wheel for real, now what? Because like Esteban surely is holding some grudge of like they already. Yeah, right right so this is another example of like that's points you took away from me that's money in my pocket that you've taken away from me like surely the next time they go wheel to wheel it's going to be popcorn right oh i almost guarantee it it's going to be brutal the next time they go head to head i i hope that they're just like i don't want bumper cars but also like kind of <laughs> like if they are if they are scrapping like and just like touching a little bit here and there and just full on elbows out, I'm f- very into that. Um, which like it was gonna happen. It wasn't a question of if; it was a question of when. And it turns out the answer is race three is where it's gonna really 
like the rubber's gonna meet the road here. We still got twenty more of these to go. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure that they'll be fine at some point, and they'll regain some form of, like, no, we're totally cool. In the same way that they're like, no, Chekhov's not mad. He's totally happy here. He, he we, don't, we don't censor him. We don't silence him. His voice is heard here. He gets to win here. Uh, and But everybody's like, yeah, he gets to win two races. You've allowed him to win two races, like... We all know. We all know what that like. Yeah, he's he's happy to have a drive, but like, and he's happy to be in a good car. But he's frustrated that he's not allowed to race. Um, all right, and we're back on. What a time! Tech difficulties. They they never fail, do they? No. Well, we got crazy volume now. Ooh, Holy crap! So upper mail was nothing. That whole race, they were in the, <laughs> like 14th, 17th, 18th, hanging out, doing nothing, just. Driving, and this is like why you cannot quit because sometimes insane things happen, and then you end up in ninth for Joe and eleventh for Valkyrie. So they they moved yeah from eighteen and thirteen in Saudi to eleven and nine. So like this is the team that at this point was already running the risk of irrelevance for me. Of like all right, well another great first race and then nothing in race two. Gone again in race three. Like they don't even show up anymore. I was getting frustrated, and they'll make me mad again next week. I'm sure. Oh yeah, because they definitely they probably will. won't show up for that one either. But this time it didn't matter because them not showing up meant that they didn't get to be destroyed and and all the and all the carnage that ensued. And so then just like avoiding all the chaos, lands two points, which is like. Best case scenario for a team that desperately needs these. Like the, that's kind of the theme of these like final teams that we're talking about. It's like these teams that need points and they need things to go their way to get points. And they struck when they needed to. Which is also why I think Alex's wreck is so costly. Because with everything that did happen, one, who's to say that he doesn't get taken out in all the carnage because he would have been right in the middle of that pack. But say he makes it through all that... He's probably with the Alpines wrecking, finishing pit. Like that's a very he might have been fourth. Like it's a very real possibility because of signs this thing. Signs Russell was out. Like this was a he, real yeah. like he comfortably scores points. Like he kind of like if Joe was eighth, the, yeah. The minimum he would have been was seventh. I mean he started the whole like domino effect of chaos. No, oh, yeah. I suppose yeah, he but, started like, it. That being said, yeah, even like if, if nothing else happens, if he doesn't reckon nothing else happens because of that, he's sitting in six. Easily. Like easily. So and that's what is that? Six points? Twenty five. Eighteen. Eighteen. Fifteen. 15 12, twelve. Ten. Eight. Eight. Eight, 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 eight points. points. That's for a Williams? lot for Williams. That's what like, they got last year. <laughs> that's a lot. If he scores eight points, he, no, that's not more than that last year. But like, but yeah, what, my one, my preseason prediction would have been spot on. They scored more freaking points this year. So way to go, Alex. Would have messed me up there. Could have had that locked in by week three. Kind of yeah, but they're not a team rumored to be bringing upgrades. Yeah, I, I assume that the other. So normally in was like when when the package comes through, I imagine you're not package. Yeah, it'll, it'll start coming. But like. Teams that, that came through when it mattered, Romeo needs this kind of help because they, in two out of three races, have not proven that they are anywhere near points position on their own merit. They need help. 
They so like whispered me though. When eight cars didn't finish, one of them got in. And like had things not gone the direction that they did because of the final restart, like if they didn't reorganize the, the grid there, then like both of them are sitting in the points and hanging out. And the Hass is finishing points. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, which was really funny because I remember that after the race, Romero posted like, "Oh, here's our drivers and positions." Uh, we don't know. We question, <laughs> question marks. They finished something. They finished. We know that. I don't know where they they, they did finish, which is better than eight, having eight both hours. their both of their drivers finish. Put them as what well, Red Bull, Aston, Alpha Romeo. With in, in, in McLaren and McLaren. So four teams. Yeah. Four teams had both cars finish. And to think that like in the race where the majority of teams didn't have a like at least a car not finished, the fact that Romeo didn't have the reliability issue. Good on you. Yeah, what did that come from? Uh, yeah, never. Mercedes never. has a reliability issue, and Alpha Romeo doesn't. Yeah, I mean the the Ferrari failures were not engine failures. So like, yeah, maybe maybe, maybe something's coming together. Maybe um, Ferrari. I mean, yeah, the Haas should have had both cars finish. Maybe Ferrari's reliability isn't as bad as we think. Yeah, they just have new problems. Well, they get to just focus more on the other problem. Well, Charles is still Charles. Yeah. I think we've like he is he has the speed of anyone like pure raw speed of just about anyone on this grid. Like he's top three of probably just raw speed. But he's also, of those three, definitely the most likely. Lewis, Max, Charles, he's gonna be, He's the one that's going to make a mistake. Yeah. Another team that came through when it mattered, AlphaTauri, finally scored. This is all, every team has now scored. I got this one so wrong, preseason predictions. Yeah, we're looking, we're looking down bad right now. Yeah. Uh, what, Nick, what are you doing? Dude, Help so me out here. Yuki, 11th, 11th, and now 10th. So, in the points. Yuki's doing what Albon was doing last year, where he's like... In the slowest car, but he's right there, yeah, which is the very impressive for Yuki. Okay, I, my opinion of Yuki is starting to shift. I want to see it consistently through this entire year, but maybe he did need Gasly to leave and a teammate to push him. And like, maybe he's one of those guys that comes through when his back's on the line. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, he, he might he might just be a late bloomer. It might just take him a little bit of time. He was raw when he came in, so. And, and it took Max a couple of years to get out of his head and to, to stop like dive bomb and everything. <laughs> like, yeah, we haven't seen the the traditional. Yeah, yeah, we haven't seen the usual like FP1 spin out red flag. He's out for the rest of practice. Like <laughs> yeah. that hasn't happened. So like we haven't we haven't had a Yuki spin out of sighting. Yeah. And so on on Nick though, I got to be patient, and I know that. Well, my patience started to run through. Yeah, so, but see, like, the, my hype for Nick was that he was supposed to come in and not look like a rookie. Yeah. Like, he was supposed to look better than this, and it's not. Because he's a Ben Simmons rookie. Yeah, he's by far the yeah. most experienced rookie we've seen in a very long time. This is like a double redshirt of freshman. Yeah. Like he's been here, <laughs> but he's 27, and he's, he's at his first year. This is the Stetson, Stetson Bennett yes, of Formula exactly. 1 right now. Oh, uh, Brandon Whedon. Yes. Yeah. He's like, what, 30, 29-year-old? 29-year-old. Like, yeah, you, you, you're the guy that, like, I just don't have a lot of sympathy for. Of the rookies? Like, at all. Like, mm-hmm. Oscar is stuck in a garbage can. But, I mean, don't get me wrong, Alphatari is not fast. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't supposed to be. He was, it was him versus Yuki was all we cared about with that. Oscar, we knew, well, we would have been very shocked if Oscar could beat Lando. Like, irrationally shocked as a rookie. If year Oscar one. came out and beat Lando year one, 
He's put going. Him, he's going to top. Mercedes. Yeah. Yeah. he's going to the victory team right away. To the moon. Um, <laughs> he's replacing Checo next year. <laughs> it's over. And the, but he didn't. Uh, he's obviously not doing that. Logan is what we thought he was. Raw, fast, makes some mistakes. And, and unwilling to make other ones. Yeah, and then he's scared. Which is a mistake. Yeah. Nick is just like he looks slow. Yeah, which is he, the most unforgiving of all of it. He looks really. Yeah, he doesn't seem confident in this car. He doesn't seem confident in his ability in this car. Uh, he rolled into that Williams and felt, and it seemed like he had like command of that of that car in Monza last year. So maybe it's just the Red Bull power, like because I know like all the steering wheels and everything are different. You would think as a professional, this is all you do that it would be easy to adapt. But when we're talking tenths of a no, second, it might be just the different power unit and stuff that's. I will argue against the steering wheel. Have you seen that Williams steering wheel? Oh, it's horrible. And he put that in the points. Yeah, but I was just saying it's like a Mercedes-powered car. Yeah. That's the only thing I can kind of give him is the difference of going. But he also drove. I guess he didn't drive a Red Bull-powered car last year. He drove everything else. Everything else. (laughs) Yeah, man. My patience is starting to run thin. So this is kind of where I'm at. I don't have a new Nick opinion until the end of the first split. So when we get eight races in, I'll have new feelings. Okay. Well, like or I'll confirm my feelings. I like that. Because like where I'm at right now is like, okay. So like So like he's one and done. Yeah, right now. It, like it feels, if the yeah. season ended right now, he's one and done. It's the he's the meme of like the, the guy that's like poking something with sticks like do something. Like yeah. <laughs> I want to come out of your shell. I know that what I've seen you do things, so like I want to see you do things. Uh, so until like we get to the end of like race eight, which I'm I don't know. This, but like, I have, I have we'll get to that point. If by then, like you're fully in the flow, we're moving. We're not at summer break yet, so we'll have a good flow of races. Yes. After this stupid one month break, so can we dive into this? What are, about what are we break. doing, Formula One? No. Like, why do we have two double headers? So I get that China got canceled. I believe it was China that was supposed to be, and they had COVID player again and canceled the race. But how could you have not? I get there's like tickets and things like that, but surely with two double headers coming up, you could figure out one of these races to put in this slot. Like we literally are going to go through three weeks, three weekends of no racing, to then go into a double header, take a week off, double header. What? Why are we doing this? We have 23 races, and you're just going to take a three week gap right in the middle of it, like right, not even in the middle. We did three races three and said, oh, and they were it was race one, two week break, race two, two week break, race three, and now we pulled. It was like April second, I think, yeah. was the race, and this yeah. next we're going to race on the thirtieth. Yeah, like so, like four weeks. I get four weeks <laughs> between <laughs> here and like, like what a teaser! Like here's the season. Oh, take I, it I, back. <laughs> it's it. Um, I will on the positive side of it before I drag it. I, and we talked about this, we talked about, yeah. like, this is the benefit, is, like, this is summer break, except you get to actually work on the car. Yeah. And I think that's why we're seeing half the grade bring upgrades to this one, because they've had so much time to I guarantee sure you, whenever, like, they saw the schedule change and saw this gap, a lot of teams were like, all right, we like, race four, that's when we're bringing it. Yeah, because so. they knew they had this three weeks of, like, we can just be at the factory, and we're going to make the car faster. Yeah. So maybe it makes Baku more interesting. I really like Baku. All it's going to be interesting anyway. Yeah, Baku is one of my favorite tracks of the year. So there's it's that. There's the hype of I haven't got to watch a race before weekends. Mm-hmm. That'll that'll add to it. And the upgrades. So 
enough hype to get me out of bed for that 6 a.m. race. That's where you are. Yeah, 6 a.m. is easier for me to stay until midnight. I'll yeah, that was, I, I regretted <laughs> that. But it took me like a week to recover. <laughs> <laughs> it's only four in the morning. It's way too old uh, for that one. It was, uh, so like, yeah, I, no one that is participating in these races who is in love with the, like, Double, triple, header stuff. Yeah, they hate it as a fan. I do. Yeah, it's it's fun that like great like weekend week out. I got a this race. It's like football season. Like, yeah, it's just always something to do. And so like the engineers hate it. This is why Max is fighting so hard against the like thirty race yeah. plan or what. Which is it's not real. That's not there's there's, there's zero no. chance of that. Twenty four's got to be the max. Because like, like there's that's that's true. The twenty three stretching it right now because like if you run the risk of of taking the event that is Formula One and making it too commonplace and you need to eventize in the thing. Yeah. The reason football works is because it's such a short five season. months. Yeah. yeah. September to February. Yeah. And there's one race or one one game in February. So there's four months of, of actual football. football. And even that last month is playoffs, so there's yeah. not even like that yeah. many games. So like you event you have football eventize. Why is it that like MLB is having to change so many things to make it more interesting. Because there's 162 games. No one wants to watch 162 games. It's the same thing with like the yeah, NBA. Cool. Yeah. Like their postseason ratings go so yeah. much higher. Yeah, I, I won't watch them for the postseason. I don't. I don't watch the NBA for the postseason. I can like yeah. follow and keep track. But I'm not I don't. watching. Unless there is nothing else on TV and I'm just bored as crap and there's like a Warriors Lakers game or just something kind of spontaneous and fun yeah. to watch, that's it. Yeah, I, I don't I, want Formula One to become that. Yeah, much. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna. I don't plan on catching more than three to five NBA games in a year. Yeah. Right? Like, so when we stop eventizing this sport and we push it to thirty, it beca- yeah. not only does it become less interesting because it's it's more commonplace. So like, there's that supply demand piece of it, but also like, it's so much wear and tear on the drivers and on the engineers, everyone involved in the team. Because you got to think about the Formula One surface that is. Ten teams bringing in all this equipment for four days, packing up and heading to the next venue, unloading, doing this again and again and again. Yeah. And to do thirty and what will probably stay like a nine month long journey. That's insane. It's it's so that's so much like physical stress on. That's on nine people. months that like we would start to see a lot of early retirements we if will. they push it. If they do this, we will. And do you have a family? Not anymore. You ain't. You know you don't. Like you're done. Yeah. Nine months. Like there's unless you have a race in your hometown, you'll get a week with your family. Other than yeah. that, you're gone. This is like what, what you could argue is like the, another benefit of like the month break. Like the month of hangout with the family. So like I think back. everyone does come back from here. But I wish it, if they were going to do it, it was like farther than three weeks in because I don't think anyone was tired yet. You know what yeah. I mean? Maybe this the was, rookies, but. And what, so this is what another weird thing about like the, the summer break is it's not mid season it's like two thirds yeah but so split it up do the first third break break second third, third break, break and then cool it out that makes more sense to me like, honestly, gonna, I'm not mad about like the concept of it if you're gonna keep it at 23 24 races I think you should do that. I think you should go to 24 and you have eight break eight break finish with your eight and just keep it that way simple everyone gets it you go eight races done. And if you want to make it four doubleheader, doubleheader, week off, doubleheader, week off, doubleheader, week off, doubleheader, there's your eight races. I, I don't know. That's a whole different yeah, kind of logistics. We don't do math here. But I'm just saying it's something that 
the FIA should definitely be looking into because I don't want to see a Max Verstappen retire at what twenty seven. And I think I think that that claim is just. I don't think he was just blowing smoke. He does. He just wants to race. He is very. He's also one of those guys that really does not care about the show, like at all. He's very Kenny Reckon in that sense. He just wants to go race, and he's like leaving alone. Like he just wants to open FIFA packs and then go to the race. Fernando just wants the attention and all the drama, and that's why he will stay in this sport till he's forty-two years old. Yeah, till he can't do it anymore. And Seb was just so great; he stayed in for so long. But he even retired because it was just so long, and it was taking him away from his family. So. Yeah, we're not going to get to see old, like older, but clearly like ver- like verifiably great drivers. At least not as common. Like yeah. Fernando, like there'll be a Fernando that pops up here and there. But like someone even like Lando who has other interests, like, so that's called like streaming and things like that. Eventually, you're going to take so much of that away from him that he's going to choose the rest of his life over Formula One. Here's a question: Who do you think that's going to be? Who's like the this? Generation of drivers. Who's this Fernando? Who's going to stick around? Like a George. I think George, George would stick around. George or uh, Charles. I don't know. Depends. Depends. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I can also see Charles getting so frustrated with Ferrari. He almost does what Alonso does and yeah, just might, keeps bouncing to teams, maybe takes some breaks and then comes back. You, you know what I mean? Those are the only two. Like, I think Max is going to retire, especially if he somehow manages to get to eight. Well, like I mean, if Max gets an eight, I expect a retirement. I wouldn't be painfully shocked if he calls a quiz after this one. He won't, he but won't. like he would join the ranks. He'd be the fifth person to win three in a row. Yeah, I mean he's already so like a hall of famer. Yeah, like, the question one of the top of all times. I don't think that he actually cares about being the greatest. I don't think that that's that interesting to him. So the second the racing stuff becoming the most fun thing in the world for him is when he stops. I agree. And there's no, like, he doesn't really have anything to chase anymore. So I think, like, the second that his car stops becoming competitive at the top of that, that that'll, that'll be Yeah, awesome. if Red Bull ever slips back to, like, where Ferrari is right now, I think Max is gone. Or even, like... And I think Christian Horner knows that, too. Even, like, pre-2021 Red Bull. Yeah. Like, like when Max was first coming up through it. Yeah. Like, when it's like, oh, yeah, we're going to win a couple, but, like, we're not going to... We're definitely not, like, actually fighting. Yeah. Those. Like, I think that's when he might call it quits. Oh, 100%. I don't think he'll ever allow it. Like, if he has a full season of being clearly, like, the number three car on the grid, he's gone. Yeah. Um, Which sucks horribly. And Red Bull has no one in the weeks. Like, what, Yuki is their best junior that we're which, talking about? Maybe. I mean, maybe. If he, if he continues on the trajectory he's on right now, then yes. Maybe next year. I don't know. Um, uh, so there, there's, your, there's your, yeah, bring him back. There's your sidetrack. I can't wait till he gets into that P1 session, dude. That's oh, going to be so much fun. I just want to know what he's up to. I just want to see. If Ricardo gets into that P1 session and somehow says, let's just say he, like, out times Max. Or, or if it's him and Checo. Oh, and he outside Checo? Oh, if, Sky Sports is... If they put Ricardo and right Checo in that F1 session together, um, Checo better be on his A game of everything. Sky Sports will be drooling all over their keyboard as they, as they post the article. So DTS. Yeah. Oh, yeah. God. <laughs> God, could you imagine? No, there'll be a whole episode. Uh, there'll be a whole episode of a practice session. <laughs> Oh man! Well, that's your sidetrack. There's, there's your inside track um, for the day. Just in case you were wondering, the podcast was something. <laughs> 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 um, 
Yeah, we'll that casually that. split that one in there. Yeah, you got to kind of throw it in. Uh, we'll talk about the plan. All right, so before we dive in, we've talked multiple times, multiple weeks now. You guys, yeah. You missed rants. Here's my thought. I think McLaren has cursed us and not allowed us to upload these. So, like, just know, Skyler, just like, I'll how, did, how did you feel? No, yeah, I'll do a real brief yeah. summarization here. All right, so uh, McLaren is wasting two of the top talents, at least a known top talent and a what we think is a generational talent. And <coughs> always told us that it's next year. It's going to be next year. We're coming next year. It's a wind tunnel. And then Aston Martin did it while being a Mercedes customer as well. Like, they have the same power unit as the McLarens do. So figure it out. And I'm really tired of Alpine and McLaren telling me it's going to be next year. Both of which was really kind of proved me wrong this week. So yeah, they uh, look at there again. This is this is like the the trend for the for like the back end scores is like they needed this and they didn't throw it away. Yeah, they didn't look like Williams blundered their chance to get like not just points but like mega points for that bottom of the midfield sixth is like that's, that's probably gonna six put to them, ten races worth of points for those bottom oh dude it's probably gonna put them finishing like seventh in the championship eighth like, seventh or eighth like you know what I mean yeah like that uh, so Alba is sitting at one point outside is in one point on the year uh, a bunch of these teams are sitting in like single digits sixth would have been massive, massive for them massive so, form like, but that being said, yeah, listen, this is a this P6 for Lando, this is P8 for Oscar. I, re- I like, fully respect what they got done with in this race. It's lucky, but, like, they were fortunate to not be in harm's way and everything went down. And for this to be the final race before this alleged, like, just super car that they're that they excited. I don't think that they're, they're not this, saying that this isn't a championship continuing on. No, this is, they, they think it's going to put them up there with Alpine. Like, you know what I mean? I think yeah. they genuinely think this, this next will car will put them back in that top five, yeah. six. That's the rest eight. range. Yeah, top of the midfield. So, if one, again, if this car is not that, I'm going to be so yeah. upset. You don't even understand because it'll be, it's next year, except you're going to do it to me in the middle of the freaking season. So, <laughs> if they don't, if, yeah, you text me about this, but like, yeah, if they don't release the orange, the papaya Red Bull. Yeah, like but it better be a Red Bull Aston Martin love child demon of speed. If it, and if it's not even close, if it's if it's if like, it's noticeably like I don't care if they move noticeably ahead of Williams and Alfatari and Alfa Romeo and even Haas. If you are not fighting with Alpine at a minimum or really trying to make a push at Ferrari and Mercedes. Aston, because they're all kind of bundled together. If you are not genuinely, especially Lando, if Lando can't make the fight with those guys, then Zach Brown just freaking resigned because I'm tired of you. Yeah, it's it better go well. Like it has to. That they hyped it up so much. Yeah. It has to go. Well. That being said, like so much momentum coming off of this race that they had zero anticipation for doing well. Yeah, um, and I don't think anybody that went there genuinely was like Oscar squad points in times. Like as that 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 would that would be cherry on top of this. That would be that would be the most biased take of all time. Like, yeah, that, like the person saying that is wearing orange, <laughs> <laughs> and it's not Max's orange. You know, no, like, it's, it's the papaya. Yeah. So like the fact that they both scored and like yeah, like it's it's just like sweet bonus 
that Oscar gets to do it at home to score his first mid maiden points in the sport. Like, it's great. It's, it's good script writing, you know. Like it, it's pretty good stuff for him, for him for the team. Like, I anticipated, and I talked about this on the last episode. I was curious what these teams that were like Mercedes and like McLaren that were like, "Fuck you, here it comes." I was curious if they were going to like just coast off and say like, "To hell with this car." Just like set it off into sunset. We just need to survive this race. Yeah. And then we'll really push. So the fact that like they were able to still score like loads of points for, for that area of the midfield that they're in right now, that is like a basically an insurmountable amount of points. Um, to lead into the race where they get the thing that should not make that like as uncommon. That's pretty sweet. So. Yeah, they don't have bonus hope. points for McLaren right now. Like, they genuinely, I don't think, expected to score points. So, to do it, it's just an extra like, 10 points, 11 points. Yeah, they were like 6th and 8th is what, 12 points? 12 points. Yeah, sure. Because 8 and 4. Yep, yep that's good. Yep. There we go. Yep, there we go. Hang math. Um, <laughs> we, we both graduated high school. Yeah, from the same high school. There we go. Actually, um, I probably shouldn't throw that one out there if we both came in. It doesn't matter. Anybody who knows where we graduated is like, that's not right. I wish I knew the name of the math teacher. I hate it, so I can say the name right now. I, that's, how, that's how little I care. Uh, <laughs> uh, well, yeah, so like, I don't know. Um, McLaren this week was what I was hoping Williams was going to be. What I expected Williams to be. I think they genuinely probably should have been. Like, I don't know that Logan would have been eight, but I like thought, hey, you know what? And if we were looking like a third of the way through the race, like, yeah, nope, Alex clearly is good on this track for some reason, and he's sitting in sixth where Lando finishes, um, and like Logan might squeak in, and if he doesn't, still sixth, like we talked about, that's massive points for that for that area, and so like. So land both of them where I think Williams like at least has a better capacity to land. Like best case scenario for them, all props. You made me look stupid. I'm sorry. Um, the problem is for Williams is that McLaren is going to bring an upgrade. But Williams will bring one next. Yes, but I do. We trust McLaren more than Williams to bring it. Well, yeah, I guess. Upgrade? I guess. I guess the question is, will the gap that was formed this weekend? Heavy enough to where like when he brings that upgrade in two races, is it too late? Yeah, we'll find out. Uh, final note on this race: Nico Hulkenberg. Finally, we have uh, the last two races have been like okay, so Nico on Saturday, that's what it like. Nico was outqualified him in both times and in both instances. Uh, Kevin is outplaced, scored a point where Nico was unable to. And this time. Nico put, Nico put it together. Dude, we were one crazy shit show with Hulkenberg made in podium. If that had happened, like, I love seeing Fernando on the podium. If Hulkenberg gets a, some crazy lucky podium during his return, I'm going crazy. Well, I, so here, I'm gonna, this, this is kind of my, like, weird take. Nico Hulkenberg kind of has this Chris Paul thing for me. Where, like, it, he almost should not. Like, in the, so Chris Paul is like definitively the greatest player to never win a championship. Ever. Yeah, easily. And it's almost better if he never wins because then he has a different set of rules that he has to play by that he's like much worse off for. 
So, like, Nico has a chance of being the greatest driver to never get a podium. And so, like, if he gets one, then now he's out of the, out of the conversation. So, like, he needs to win something. And, like, if him not getting on the podium means that he gets the best, gets to be the best that never did it. That's not that's not that bad. It's, so it's like, kind of working for him yeah, right now. Kind of like it's 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 one of those memes that like I'm, I, it's it's better when it just keeps renewing itself. <laughs> it's like anytime Charles like crashes, it's the I'm stupid. Yeah. So they were, they were uh, when when Lando like they're like oh what like what's wrong? And she's like talent. You know? like, <laughs> yeah. like it's one of those things where like I just enjoy when. It, 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 it's really hurting. It's it's a very uh, say the line Bart type vibe. K Meg hitting the wall. It's another. That's uh, fine. I was like, huh? They're oh, running through the middle of right now. I believe. Yes. Cool. So K Meg hits the wall. K Meg hits the wall. What are you doing, K Meg? Why? You're doing pretty well. You were going to score double points, probably, for us. And I really want you to beat Nico Hulkenberg, because I actually really like K-Mag. So, personally, it was very exciting for me. And you really blundered the race, because holy crap, it takes you sideways from there. Yeah, what what, a, what amount of mega points could have been? Um, it's just another one of those things, shoulda, coulda, woulda been. Like, that was pretty much this whole race for a lot of these bottom-tier teams. There's two that compromise, or took advantage of it, which was McLaren and Alfa Romeo. And Williams and Haas. And Alphatari. And Alphatari got that one point. But Williams and Haas are the reason why that was so possible for everyone else. And, I mean, someone had to lose out, I guess. This is this is the BB sport. It's definitive. There are winners and there are losers. Yep. That, that's it. That's I mean, it's it black and white. Also, K-Mag, uh, you did really good last year at, like, bringing your reputation back of you're not this crash-happy, incident-prone, just crazy fast. But, like, it's like Charles Leclerc. With more wrecks. Like Maiden podium on his first race. Like he was supposed to have this great career trajectory and then kept bending it. And here you are, making a very horrible mistake racing for Haas. So I hope it's a one off and I hope it's not something to, that continues to go, but not a good look. Not yeah. a good look at all. Preseason, we were talking like, hey, if he keeps this up, if his performance last year, he could be looking at a real. Seat. Like on a real peak. Like, like could Red Bull decide that they wanted more speed with a K Mag over a Checo? Like I mean that was like a genuine conversation that was being had. If um I mean there's so many on like the upper end of the midfield that like hey if if Oscar just sucked. Yeah. And K Mag did great. Then like and somebody wanted to take him off your hands, you would someone wanted to pay for Ostrich contract? Like, yeah, that's a good spot for him. Get, because he was there. He was he was got that's who he had his podium with. Yeah, so like that'd be a good one. He gets to he gets to hang out and like support Lando and like he's he's the perfect kind of guy to do that sort of thing. Um if the Alpine thing just blows up and they really can't be teammates. Even Mercedes as a, as, a, as a support. If you wanted to support in a Mercedes, that wouldn't be a crazy thing if he continued to perform like he did last year. Yeah. Like, yeah. like if you want to make the argument. If Lewis he, retires and George is their mm-hmm. guaranteed one, like K-Mag has done more, technically. He was on the cusp after last year of genuinely getting like a real shot again, I believe. Fully resurrecting his career. He, and if Alfred retired, he probably would have been driver one. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so I really hope it's a one-off for you, K-Mag, and you really come back. You also got to start out qualifying, Nico. 
Yeah, you gotta get that together. Like, you... Nico's a known quantity, and if you want to move up, you have to be able to solidly beat Nico. Because that's also a very good step. Like, you know what I mean? Like, Nico is a very... He's a benchmark. He's a very... Comp, like middle of the road to above average. So if you want to move up into those good teams, if you beat above average, then you're good. And yeah. You have a spot, you have a chance at least, even if it's an outside chance. If you lose to Nico, you're looking at the half seat until they decide to get rid of you, and then you're probably done and yeah. out of the sport. Which we've talked about like at length, that the second driver in a lot of these teams is just giving you the benchmark of what the car is. Yeah. And so, and what, I'm not sure what you <laughs> but that's, that's not, legend, yeah, listen, how, you, fast, you can't, how many you can't points could Williams have scored if they didn't have Latifi? <laughs> but, in fairness, one less championship than Max Verstappen if they didn't have Max <laughs> <laughs> Shout out Michael Massey. Um, so, yeah, but like, you need to be able to make sure that you're beating the benchmark for your own team, for yeah. sure. Um, if, like, when we talk, we've been talking about earlier, like, oh, this really displayed the gap between Red Bull and these other cars. It's like, yeah, when Checo's qualifying two, and your gap to Checo is two or three tenths, okay, so guess what? You're really far behind that car. Yeah. Um, so when, like, you're sitting behind Nico and you're, you're struggling in Q1, and, like, you're showing not, not a whole lot in Q2, well, you're, you're showing, like, just happy to be here. Yeah. Vibes. yeah, man. Like it's, he'll, I, I presume he'll get it together. I think he'll be fine, but he needs to be fully aware that like this is the chance. This is his chance. And is it like you're not getting a better? You haven't had a better one. And at this age, in this position, you will not get a better. No, one. it's like Checo. Whenever he was able to drive that racing point and win a race, and then like coolly got the call to Red Bull because he made that last season. We thought he was going to be out of a seat. All of a sudden, he's in mid Now, the best car on the grid and still getting some race wins and stuff like that. Granted, he's Checo. But, K-Mag, if you wanted to follow that career trajectory, this is your year. Or, it's over. It's now or never. Um, but we're going to move forward. That's that's our, that's our final. That's my final thought on, on Australia. I ain't one. got much more. As of by John. Oh, one of my favorites. This is a 3.73 mile, not kilometers, because we're in there. Uh, <laughs> that's how long this track is. Um, the longest straight, technically, if you like, it, it is straight. I, that's a stupid thing. It's, it's a flat out. Um, in the sport, zero repeat winners in the five races that have been held so far. Did not know that. Um, two constructors have won, two for Mercedes, three for Red Bull. The lap record is about for the 140.49. Um, I think we have a great chance. For the first repeat, uh, Maxwell last year, he, he should have won the before without, without before the tire exploded. Oh, the tire exploded. Um, Wasn't that Checo's first one with the team? Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, and he'll go win. Yeah, be fine. He, he, unless his tire explodes again. I mean, like <laughs> just like PTSD of 2018. You know, like yeah. that's that's what that's what that's my only fear. There's just Red Bull should win. Max should be the favorite handedly. If something happens to Max, Checo becomes the next favorite. If something happens to Checo, then we are in for the best race of the season. Yeah, I mean this is this is one of the most interesting tracks where you don't get to cheat. No, not in the at sense all. that like you may not have a great straight line call up in Imola, you can just like 
you take can crank all your cars off. Yeah, you can crank your car to be a, to be a straight line. Yeah, but like this is a track that has multiple ninety degree turns, and you have obviously like a pretty tricky and winding section in the castle. Okay, it's such a beautiful section. Yeah, it's phenomenal. But like, bucket list thing in my life to have a seat where I can watch these cars go through castle. Just drive there yourself. Mm-hmm. You, know, you, just, you just go there. That works too. Um, it's like so you can't get away with just building building your car to do the straight if you do you'll lose 100% so like that's why I think going back to the initial button on Red Bull they're going to stretch their legs on that straight and it's going to be four tenths they're going to be hauling I'm I'm sorry for for everybody who thinks anything's happening like again unless it's Danny and Max crashing again they're they're, raised, they're gone but yeah, it, it, Max loves this track like so he I is don't, constantly fast around this track I so. don't think it's going to matter um, it's I'm curious and this is why I think it's going to be interesting because you can't cheat I think we'll actually look for the first time this, this season we'll find out who's fast like who in a straight is actually genuine? The genuine pace of these cars is going to be on bullshit. So I think Aston Martin is going to be better than Mercedes here. I agree. I think Alpine has a chance of being better than Mercedes here. I think Alpine has, has a chance of being better than Mercedes and Ferrari. It's it, Alpine yeah, might be. I don't know. I, I have no clue. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if they'll finish the race, but if they do, I don't know where they're going to go. Um, but Williams, this is again, Alex. This is. Please, please, this might be not husband. <laughs> Alex, please, please, please don't bend it. This is like you're at least judging off last year. Technically speaking, the Williams was the fastest car last year in the straight. I need to see it from you. Yeah, I mean, Alex, you are beating Logan, but that's not. It's not That's just about being not the that was a given. Yeah. yeah, it's about scoring points. It's about you proving that you can do it, race in and race out, and have that pace that you do have. But every week we need to see it. So please, I'm a big Albon fan, so we, we all it's hard to not be. This is what we want. So here, here's the let's talk through the, the rumor team. So again, we talked about getting five teams rumored to bring upgrades: Red Bull, Ferrari. Mercedes, McLaren, and Aston Martin are all rumored to be bringing upgrades. Is uh, that the McLaren new car that we're going to see here? That's, that's, uh, we better see so. It's just the Formula E car. <laughs> uh, so we like we know for a fact that Mercedes and McLaren are bringing. Um, the Red Bull rumor is two tenths is the upgrade that we're looking at. Which like they put two tenths on a lap. They're going to like, race for contents. As a reminder for those who have forgot, because you know it's been. Ages it feels like since the race, since the season started, um, six tenths per lap was the gap. So if it's eight, gap is hopefully Mercedes and is bringing a couple tenths too. Yeah, hopefully. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. If if like if all we get is just like everybody upgrades, but it stays the same in terms of gap, like not. Uh, yeah, that might. I don't. I mean, the the interest like it seemed clear after the first race, and then like it's been very well documented in race two and three. The the gap that everyone's trying to break is not trying to get ahead of or catch up the Red Bull. It's just like he's hey, getting ahead is, of the yeah, second. is Aston Martin Mercedes whose upgrades can be better because they're pretty comparable cars at this, at this yeah. point. Uh, it seems clear that it's track dependent on who's going to be better. 
So, like, if Mercedes can bring some straight line speed, um, then, like, they might genuinely be bringing the fight back to Aston. And if Ferrari wants to wake up and race this year, that's we'll something see. that they should try. Um, and I, I have no clue what they're trying to do to the car because it doesn't feel special in anything. Last year, their cornering was phenomenal, and they were really good in, like, the, the low-speed corners. And, like, the fact that they were not Paul and Monaco's thing. I know that there was the whatever, <laughs> but like the fact that through that run, it should not have been Red Bull. Like I get, I know that Red Bull loves Monaco and they're good there, but like that car yeah. was not built to be good at Monaco. Not at all. That was a Ferrari track for all intents and purposes. And same with Zandvoort. And Max still went in Zandvoort. So like, yeah. they've lost some of these things that they were great at last year. So like, I don't know if they're just trying to overhaul the car and fix a lot of things. If they're trying to revert back to last year's car. I think a lot of it has to do with... Oh, what's his name? Vassar. Well, Vassar coming in and replacing... Bonato. Bonato. Mattia. Mattia. So, I think a lot of it has to do with... Mattia was, like, he came up through, like, cheap technical designer. Like, he had a lot of input on, like, the design of that car. So, losing his mind, maybe, like, the direction of where they thought that car was going is falling off. I don't know. That's the only thing I could think of. Well, you're saying that it wasn't Mattia's fault. So you're saying, I, I mean, I don't. I think he needed to fire his strategist way sooner, and he probably keeps his spot. But it is what it is. Yeah. So I, uh, I have no idea what to expect, but I just want to see something from. I want to see signs of life because right now everyone seems so down to go. So with it, uh, yeah, um, Fred, it looks real bad. You go from easily and noticeably the second best car on the grid last year to hold fifth on what so, we think yeah. might be this weekend. Not a good first year. So we'll see. And I'm, I'm curious what Aston's doing, because I don't know much about what they're trying I to do. I have no clue what Aston's um, doing. But, like, their car seems so squared away generally that, like, if they can decide that they want to be faster on straights or, like, better through corners, and, like, if they're willing, if they're able to not sacrifice one for the other, then, like, this will be a much more competitive car. That, like, I think Fernando, like, best case scenario, he asked him upgrade to put Fernando in a position to genuinely fight the two. Yeah, fight Checo. Like, yeah. that's genuinely, I think, our best chance of seeing not Red Bull 1 2s outside of the crazy circumstances is Fernando or Lewis being able to fight Checo. Max is Max. Which is fun because, like, those are people that I enjoy watching. Like, Checo fighting anybody is fun. Checo's Checo a great defender. Because he, like, he fights hard. Uh, and he fights, but like he's not only great at like defending, but he's great at like fighting and jogging back into position. Yeah. Uh, I think it was in Turkey. Was it uh, was it Turkey in twenty one that he like he had like two or three races down the stretch in twenty one with Lewis where he just like two the nails fighting. Obviously, I would dog it. Yeah, so like saying you have this back and forth where it's like, oh okay, now now it's over, and then he comes back, and so like. He's so he's so great at just like not giving up on a fight. And then Fernando is the widely as become like one of the best overtakers this sport's ever seen. In 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 as creative as they come. Oh in yeah. the sport at this point. So he's gonna get you when you don't think someone's coming around you. I think they, they talked about like historically Lewis is like maybe the I think the, the numbers would were suggesting which like the best car could be stretched, whatever. But like Technically speaking, Lewis was the best through turn nine and ten in Bahrain. So the fact that he made that dive on him in turn ten and like stuck it and made it, it made it like it made it an actual move was insane. So like, yeah, if if he can do that to like 
from a numbers perspective, the greatest driver through that section. Like, yeah, okay, micro section, I guess. And like, you gotta, you gotta want to see that. So any of any combination of those three fighting is like pinnacle for me. Please. Um, so if all three of them want to fight for second, that's like awesome, cool. Yeah, and if Ferrari get it together and put Charles up there. All four of them are like valued like, fighters. That's what I want to really see happen, to be yeah. honest with you. Yeah, Charles is like one of the smarter fighters I've seen. Like, when he does oh, like, and when he's trying to pick his DRS zones yeah. and where he wants to be, like, technically, like, while driving the car on when to overtake, Charles might be one of the better ones. Like, up there with Fernando, of like, choosing his spots and where he's going to do it. Yeah, he's, he's, he picks weird positions and, like, makes sure that he's putting himself in the best, like, He's he's playing chess when they're playing chess. Yeah, he's he's, he's thinking this out yeah. five laps ahead before he's even in a spot to make the move. And she's like, "Oh, I got him here." He's throwing he's throwing dummies like for a couple laps on on this turn. Yeah, and so that when he's in position, then he's throwing this again. You know, like, oh yeah, defend like normal and lucky. Like it's just it's a bunch of setups. And amazing. So I I want to see that like trio or quartet like get into it. That would be fun stuff. Um, Throw Ocon in there. He might take two of them out. <laughs> I, I mean, hey, Valtteri's the, the bowling the bowling ball king. Yeah, yeah. so bad. <laughs> that was wild. That was such a horrible race. Was that, uh, that was hungry. That was hungry. Hungry? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. just starting into everyone. That was fun. Yeah, <laughs> it, was, it was another chaotic race. So, hey, here's a hoping. Uh, anarchy in Australia. And, you know, will we get anarchy in, in uh, Azerbaijan? Or... Yeah. Uh, the, my big thing here is going to be watching Leclerc. It's all eyes. At like, it's all eyes. That's, that's all we care about. We know who's winning the race, right? So, like, I just want to... I'm, I'm looking at that... I want to know two and three, and I want to know where McLaren ends up. Because if McLaren... Like, let's just say I'm entirely wrong, and McLaren has a full plane thought out here, and everything's going to go correctly. That then means that Ferrari might slip to the sixth fastest car on the grid. Which would be absolute madness. This is, which is a great like a reminder. So we, we watched Mercedes fall last year from eight years of like painful dominance. That was like there's no question, even like from a constructor perspective, that that was the best car. Yeah, and then straight down to the third best car. I mean, next year, if but like at least you have the argument of like well, you have regulation changes. So that plays a factor. Everyone had to make a car. Some people are going to get it right. Some people are going to get it wrong. Yeah. And they happen to not get it right. And they're still dealing with that two years on now. If Ferrari gets it right, off the rip, and, and through the first three races was the best car. Through the first like, three, three to five, they yeah, were like they the best, they the best car. car. Um, it was track dependent, but like they were competitive. They were genuinely competing with Red Bull at the start of last year. Mm-hmm. Genuinely, I uh, I think the last race I remember Ferrari like being the best car in Austria. Those That's cars right. had no dead. They were zooming down the field. Yeah, and they were talking like after the sprint that they're behind Max and they're like, "We'll get him tomorrow." And I'm like, "Yeah, but if you were gonna get him, why didn't you get him now?" And then they mm-hmm. just like, and then their car just didn't matter. Like, just nothing affected yeah. them. They, they, there was no fear. Oh, they got them. So, I haven't seen them do anything close to that since, you know, halfway through last year. If you're going to go from arguably the best car, at least at one race, halfway through, you know, a 
less than a full season ago to the sixth best caller? Something went real wrong real fast. Like, this is inverse Aston Martin not looking at here. Like, <laughs> literally, I mean, they might swap spots with Aston Martin. Like, yeah, it's hilarious. I would, I would hate that for Ferrari, but it would be very fun. I, oh, my goodness. I, this is so off topic, but Jordan not. Uh, I went and watched a movie last night. The Pope's Exorcist. It's terrible. <laughs> I loved it. It's so bad. Uh, the Pope drives around on a moped in Italy, and he's got a little Ferrari sticker on it. And it, I just I couldn't help but laugh because he's just driving this little moped. I'm like, yeah, that is the Ferrari. Yeah, that's the one. <laughs> Lord. I'm just watching him drive, and I'm like, no one's overtaking him. This film's not real. Uh, he's not on the wall yet. Yeah, he, he didn't crash, and his, and his moped never never failed. That's clearly a sticker, not a detail. Yep. And then I thought, as this is the real side tension, so I just thought, like, does Ferrari make mopeds? Because that's really funny if they make Vespas. Like, if they're, if, for, for this luxury, like, high, high sports, uh, like, high sports car doing, like, really luxury stuff, and they just make Vespas. <laughs> exactly, that's really funny to me. So maybe this is a Vespa year, not a sports car year for them. That's what it feels like right now. I mean, I can't think of, what else? I'm, there's I, there's not a, a good top for a drop off like that. Because even after Seb's run, Red Bull is still the third fastest car. Like, I mean, I get falling behind other, those top three for the past, what, 15 years? They swap around there. Yeah. But to fall below, one, we had already agreed that Aston Martin made an insane leap to get, be able to fight up there. It's the first time in a very long time, is it true? Which should be a 14 fight if Red Bull wasn't so far ahead. But anyways, like there is a big forward now. They fall behind Alpine and maybe even McLaren. Uh, um, Zach Brown, remember when you said you can't break into the top three? Well, some it, you might be able to. It sounds like one of the top three is just falling out on their own. They're just bowing out. Problem is another one replaced them. Oh, Aston right. don't look like they're going there. Like like after the first race, I was like. Cautiously optimistic. Yeah. And I was like, eh, is it gonna stick? Exactly. And then it stuck. And then it stuck again. Yeah, like at worst, three three races there. The third third race. And it's like it, a fair conversation that's second or third. Yeah, because I genuinely think if you put like George Russell in playing Stroll's spot, that Aston probably consistently finishes higher than Mercedes does. But Mercedes obviously has better. One and two combined is better than Aston Martin's one and two drivers. So that's going to help them. But still, did, like, we started this of like Ferrari, Mercedes, Aston Martin, like in the fight. And it's really quickly became Mercedes, Aston Martin. Is someone going to get up there with those guys? Because it's not Ferrari right now. So that's a bad look. That's a really, really, really bad look. So they're bringing upgrades. We'll see. Yeah, my, here's the open. Well, those, those are the teams to look out for. And you know what? In two weeks, we'll talk about it again. Yeah. We'll, 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 we'll see what we see with our eyeballs, and then we'll talk about it from now. So that's the end. And uh, Nick DeBries, please don't qualify. Get it together, Do buddy. something. All right. See you guys later. <laughs>